more than 70 years, the Sports Car Club of America has set the standard in American amateur and professional motorsports as a club and a sanctioning body. But as we transition into the future, the club itself is transitioning into more of a community. This being led by Lisa Noble, the president, and Hayward Wagner, the director of experiential programs. They talk to us today on Grassroots Motorsports Podcast, episode 45. Hey everybody, welcome to the Grassroots Motorsports Podcast. I am JG Pastorjack. You are the listeners. Uh, thank you very much for following along for 45 uh, fantastic episodes of this podcast. Hopefully they were mostly fantastic. Uh, remember, you can go to grassrootsmotorsports.com slash discount, classicmotorsports.com slash discount, and you can get a 20% discount uh, thereabouts off your new or renewal subscription to one of our fine magazines. All right, uh, big episode 45 today. Lisa Noble, Hayward Wagner from the Sports Car Club of America. All right, I am a uh, a 30-plus year SCCA member, or actually, no, I'm going on 30-year SCCA member, like a 29-year SCCA member. Um, if you're a motorsports competitor or an auto enthusiast or, you know, uh, just someone that, that does any sort of, of a car competition in the U.S., chances are you are a Sports Car Club of America member or you have been or you will be at some point. And for a club, there's a certain amount of comfort in ubiquity like that, I would think, but there's also, you know, a certain amount of pressure. And, you know, dealing with the, sort of the fear of that complacency sort of becomes your, your biggest enemy. I mean, there are... There are several sanctioning bodies in, in the U.S. for amateur motorsports. There's, there's NASA, there's the, the Mark Club, BMW Club, Porsche Club. And yeah, they're all sort of competing with each other on some level, but but really they all sort of provide something, you know, they, they, they provide a different sort of piece of the market to the point where, yeah, yes, they're competing with each other, but they all sort of have their little individual niche Um carved out and and they're all sort of part of a a overarching holistic marketplace that that kind of works together very well um so so while they do you know fight for a portion of the market share they're also sharing this this large pool and and each of them has kind of a you know a a specific corner of 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 the pool staked out which uh, again you know nice situation to be in but uh things things might get a little bit tricky when you start, you know, crossing over and, 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 um, you know, getting into the areas that, that are, that are traditionally, uh, held by some of the, the, these other clubs. So, you know, SCCA is, is, is over the last oh, 15 years or so had a succession of, of presidents and, and some of them have been more successful than others, but I think they've all sort of been building pieces of a puzzle that's kind of been leading to, uh, Lisa Noble, to some extent, because they've they've all sort of, you know, some of them solved some of the business problems, some of them solved sort of some of the racing problems, um, but none of them really tackled the sort of community building aspect that that Lisa Noble is 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 really at at the forefront of. And one of the first things she did as as president um, was brought in Hayward Wagner. To, to be and Hayward's been on the show before. Talked to him. He's the uh, you know director of experiential experiences. No, the, the, uh, it, it's a cool title that basically means he's the guy that makes helps make the club fun and and make it fun for more people. Which is like the like he says in the interview, it's like being the coolest camp counselor ever. So, as a member talking to these folks is exciting because it, it, it lets me know as, as a member that like the club that I participate in that I love is gets it and and they understand that to be part of the scene in the future they're gonna have to grow and have to change and these are the ways they're, they're gonna have to grow in and it just kind of so happens that the ways they're growing in are ways that really appeal to me both as a competitor and as somebody who wants to participate you know not always in a competition setting um, and just somebody that wants to have fun with cars. So hopefully, uh, 
Hopefully you agree. If you if you don't agree, it's still a fascinating interview. Uh, Hayward and Lisa, fantastic people, and uh, really have the, the the best intentions of of the club at heart. If you're an SCC member, if you're not an SCC member, it's worth a listen. Uh, I hope hope you will uh, go ahead and do so. We also talked quite a bit about the Track Night in America, which is a program that we are very proud to be uh, an official partner of here at Grassroots Motorsports. Uh, we'll tell you all about that in in the interview, but. Yeah, we're officially partnering with the SCCA on this program. Uh, please get to one because they just sound amazing. We are excited. Our our first one that we'll be doing is about a week from right now when I'm recording this. So we are we are stoked for uh, for the first one of those. All right, I have jabbered on enough. Here is Lisa Noble, Hayward Wagner from the Sports Car Club of America. Enjoy. Go ahead and get uh, get right into stuff, I guess. Uh, Lisa Noble and uh, Hayward Wagner are on the podcast this week. Um, Lisa, of course, the uh, the newly um, elected president of the SCCA as of uh, oh several several months. Well, actually, actually, how, how long has your official sort of sort of reign been there at the SCCA, Lisa? Well, I, I'm 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 inching up on a year. Hayward okay. and I start. Hayward and I started the same day, which is uh, a little remarkable, and, and uh, uh, it, was, it was just a nice way to begin with both he and I on staff. What, so, what who was that, Lisa? <laughs> well, we want my contract. Well, what day was that, Hayward? I believe it was the day right after March 31st. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we did begin, and it's been almost a year, KT. So. We talked to Hayward a few months ago about some stuff you guys have coming up, and, and I want to get into all that because it's very exciting that we, we sort of skirted around some stuff that we we hinted at and suggested at, and a lot of that is is now now real and official. But it, backing up a little bit, I just kind of want to talk about your relationship because things as a member anyway, and you know, not even as, as, as a journalist that sort of covers the covers this scene, but as, as a member, um, it, it seems like when you guys came on board, things changed a little bit at the SCCA for very much for, for the better. And, and, um, you know, I know, I know Hayward's position was, was one that was sort of created that the club had never had before. Um, was, was that position, something that that you had in mind lisa as as president coming in to create was that something you would sort of work with him before uh, you know did, did you guys sort of consciously make a make a shift to a, this this sort of more modern member friendly scca what, what were those early days kind of like absolutely i was uh, i was brought in as an agent as an agent of change for the club uh, uh, as, as as we moved to a business model that was uh, more member centric, and based on based uh, uh, based on that, I went looking for the kinds of resources that would help me and help the club develop develop this new business model. Um, Hayward Hayward was the first of those; he wasn't the last, and uh, and, and we still searched and we still search for more. But uh, Hayward uh, and Robert Clark were the two hires. Uh, Robert Clark coming in for business development. Uh, and and also as a president of pro racing, but uh, also our staff reorganization helped uh, is helping facilitate this. Uh, just a just a new way for us to look at at how we do business and what our focus is. So Hayward, from from your end, what was your sort of excitement point going into this? Was this a, kind of a, a job that you had gone looking for, or did this fall on your lap, or or was it you know, too good to be true, or or did you go in with some skepticism? How did what, what was your first impression there? Um, I, I think whether this was something I went looking for or fell into my lap completely depends on who you are in the conversation. I uh, I was fortunate enough to come and spend some time with the board um, in December of twelve, and. Uh, present some ideas and the, the job kind of evolved from that. I wasn't necessarily there in December trying to create a job for myself, but that was, that was kind of the genesis point of it. Um, I'm still on the fence as to whether this is a, a, a dream job or a, a unfiltered nightmare, but um, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, 
running that experiment. Um, I, I do want to mention one thing that Lisa, uh, built on something that Lisa said. I'm, one of my background areas is in summer camps. I, I spent a lot of time working with uh, uh, kids and college students who are counselors and, and really fun environments. And the only reason that I mention that is this organization that Lisa has put in place, the, the people that she's moved around and, and repositioned, um, has created an environment here at the office that may be the highest professional morale environment I've ever been in. Everybody is incredibly excited, incredibly invested, and really working together as a team moving forward. And so when you talk about this uh, new member-friendly uh, SCCA, and, and those are your words, um, and I appreciate them, uh, a good, a very significant piece of that um, is the attitude and work ethic and uh, character that's being brought to the table um, by folks like Reese White, Deanna Flanagan, Eric Prill. Um, uh, I, can, I can list everybody in the office, but the, from leadership all the way through, we're really a united organization right now in the office that, that's working on creating the best possible member experience this weekend. So, so I think what you're really getting at there is you're allowed to wear cut-off denim shorts at work. <laughs> um, no, <you're> not. <laughs> so, and, and the cool thing is, like a lot of those names you just listed, are names that have been associated with the SCCA for for many years. So it wasn't like you know the club cleaned house and brought a bunch of new people in. It, it was obvious maybe that there were some people who were not utilizing their full potential or or had had something to provide in different areas and and there was a it was as much a reorganization as anything you know howard duncan has been there for uh, god i don't even want to guess how many years now uh two three decades go, going on but uh he's still he's still a, a you know important part of the project and eric prill same same thing so it you know it's cool that you guys found the right people to do do the right things there put some numbers to that um, when we have our executive team meetings there's no one in the room that has everyone in the room has at least 10 years of experience with the club in some capacity uh, and two-thirds of the people in the room have actual helmet on experience as being a member and competitor and participant in the club so right now our leadership is really really aware of what it's like to be a member and really aware of what it's like to be a participant and competitor and I think you're you I'm hopeful that we will be able to see uh, results from that. Right, so we're, we're kind of talking in broad terms about member experience here and using words like member friendly and, and that sort of thing. But what, what sort of change as far as just the, the, the bullet points you guys were writing on the whiteboards when, when this sort of, sort of new era started, you know, what are some of the things you guys are trying to, to bring, bring to the members? Is it, you know, it's it's obviously not just programs. There's there's some real attitude things there that have that have kind of, if if not changed, at least been brought to the forefront. So, give me some specific thing. Like, if if you're if you're selling me the SCCA, what are you telling me that your 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 members are getting from from the the the, the club uh, club officers at this point? Well, there there are a lot of questions there, JG. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as, as far as sh shift in our attitude and culture, uh, it, 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 it began when, uh, when I was on the board about three years ago, and, and we, we started thinking about ways that, uh, uh, th that made things easier and better and more engaging for our members. So um, all, all, of, all of those continue to this day. The ease, the ease of entry for programs is uh, is key for what we're doing. We we need every we, we need every program that we that we put on, whether it is our core programs of rally, rally cross, solo road racing, or or this or 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 our new uh, experiential programs to be as easy, technologically friendly, and welcoming. Uh, to, to our members as, as possible because that's that's what's going on. That is a standard in our lives. It may not be the standard in motorsport, but it is a standard in our lives. And, and we we need our members to uh, integrate their SCCA life and their SCCA experience into into their regular lives. We as it, as it was for all of us as we were growing up. We want that to continue. So um, at the at the very easy the easiest answer to that easy question. Is um, uh, when you, w 
putting plans in place to make it easy to register for events, to make uh, uh, your web experience an integrated experience with what you do out and do with the club out in the world, so um, so that those things match up. Uh, but um, uh, the the the, t- the technology piece of that is going to is not the easy piece. That's what's going to be the most difficult to implement to implement, and what we are hard at work on. Yeah, so, and, uh, and and it sounds like such a you know a simple concept when you. Th- talk about you know integrating things from the rest of our lives where well, we order stuff on Amazon every day and buy stuff on eBay and it's sort of this simple seamless process but then you know okay so fine let's go implement that process that like you say is probably a little more complicated than just than just buying an off-the-shelf package truly truly so so um, ease of doing whatever it is the technological element of uh, of uh, integrating integrating that into the experience uh, but but the the thing the thing that uh, that, I, that 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 we began focusing on was engagement. Uh, we have this sixty five thousand this club of sixty five thousand members. How do we engage them? What are the ways that we can uh, bring them into our programs? Not you know here's here's a here's a newsflash and it's a surprise to some people. Not everybody puts a helmet on their head. What uh, what value do we have? For them as a club, well, there are lots of ways that we can engage them, as as, as we've discovered and, and gone through the through the last months and, and looked at uh, uh, planning and strategy and tactics and, and etc. So everything from uh, uh, a program called SCCA Cares, which is our, which are our social init- initiatives, we do a lot socially for uh, for uh, uh, socially conscious conscious efforts in our club, uh, out in our regions, in our office, uh, street survival, scholarships, uh, reach out to charitable organizations. But these things were scattered. They're scattered, scattered to the winds. So SCCA Cares is, a, is an umbrella to bring those back under and focus uh, so that our members can have some pride that their club does things other than just uh, put seats, butts in seats and helmets on heads as somebody sitting across from me is famous for saying. Uh, so, so, so using that as, as a way to, uh, to engage our members, uh, future initiatives will be, a, will be a STEM initiative, science, technology, uh, engineering, and math, how, how, how important motorsport is in, in that technology and bringing, bringing those skills to our kids, a kids' club, uh, so that our kids can... can uh, can better understand what, uh, what, what automobile means and, and what uh, the technology behind automobile means. So at, if everything from that level up to engagement through experiential programs, and I know what we both want Hayward to talk about those, <laughs> but also how to experience the club in other ways. So, well, yeah, and, and, and what a great way to create you know, some additional community there, especially for the, the probably, you know, not insignificant percentage of, of the people in the club who are not helmet wearers. Um, you know, here's a chance for them to, to get in on, on some of the community. Um, so you, you hinted at some of the experiential programs and I, I, I'm excited to talk about this. We'll, we'll, we'll jump right to this, but, um, the, the track night in America thing, which we sort of, sort of hinted at when Hayward was on a few months ago. Um, and you know, I, I know Hayward and, and our magazine has been talking about forever, but that's now real. And, and, um, you know, when you talk about a way to engage people from, from the entire spectrum of, of not just SCCA members, but maybe these people who, who are, are certainly potential members or, or future members, Boy, what a what a cool idea this is! Do you, I, I'm not even going to describe it. Hayward, it's your it's your baby. Give us give us the rundown here now that it's now that it's real. Just, uh, just before we turn over to oh, Hayward, yeah. so, so we we started with engagement, and then we realized that we had to broaden the definition of participation. What does that mean? It's everything from taking part in those social programs to reading the magazine to. Uh, um, taking a paced lap around the track in your car, to walking up and and just hanging on the fence and walking, watching an event. Uh, so, so my charge way back on April, whatever day that was, to Hayward was, what can we do? What is what is the thing that we can make the biggest impact on the club on motorsport? Um, and when Hayward's done, I have a little bit of a 
soapbox thing I want to talk about motorsport in general. But anyway, track night in America. Indeed. Um, yeah, when we talked about this before, it was all cloaked, and I'm very happy to uh, let you know that our website is going live today, and, and press releases are going out today, and, and we are uh, in an absolute thrash to get this thing out and announce, and uh, uh, all, all the information, but you know, building on Lisa's point, what we're trying to do here, um, if you're a golfer, there are golf clubs where uh, you can go and have a meal and visit with your friends, and if you don't play golf, people can still meet you there and, and be a part of that community and that culture. And, you know, bowling alleys have bars where people can hang out, and all of these things that people do recreationally have a community and a culture built around them. And, and as much as we like to think that motorsports has a community and culture built around it, the reality is it has a community and a culture built into it. Um, everybody who's in it is participating. There's nothing outside of that bubble. And, and the, the hallmark of Track Night in America is we want to build a community around racetrack facilities. We want to create events that are cultural. Um, we want to have 80, 100, 125, 150 people there with their streetcars that are driving on track, that are wearing helmets, that are having a great time. But we also want to have another... 100, 125 people that are there that take advantage of the pace laps and drive their minivan around with their kids strapped in the back so that that five-year-old, six-year-old kid can look out the windshield and see a racetrack from that perspective and, and have that excitement and that energy. And then maybe we want another 150 people there that are bringing out their Mustang or their Camaro or their club race car, whatever their car is that makes them tick, and in our car corrals and able to uh, show and shine and talk about cars and and as we grow this, you know, we would love to have uh, a, a solo program come out and set up an autocross course and let people take fun runs or a food truck rally that's there with three or four trucks from the area that, that are featured that, uh, that evening. Um, looking further down the path, we're, we're, we want to reach out to scout troops and, and invite them to have their weekly meetings uh, once a month at track night. We want to reach out to community groups um, that are looking for fundraising opportunities to, to be able to come in and, and provide service or help or assistance or, or benefit to the event. Um, you know, th this is starting out as an HPD program where people can come and drive and experience, and that's great. But if it ends there, uh, I don't think anybody in this office is going to consider it to be a tremendous success. The success will come uh, if we're able to build something that's much bigger than that. And do do you think that message is getting getting to the regions well? I, I I I I totally see what you're getting. I know a lot of people that I've 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 spoken to. You know, are was this a hard sell to some of the regions or some of the tracks, or or were they super excited about about different ways to get people involved? This is an, an extremely challenging sell for the first thirty minutes of the conversation because we're really outside of the box and how we're thinking about this and how we're approaching this. Um, once you get through that, um, we've had incredibly fast buy-in from tracks, from regions, how can we help, how can we get involved. Um, we've actually, I'm not gonna name any names, but we actually had a track approach us in the last couple of weeks um, and let us know that if we rent a uh, Wrecker Ambulance Fire Truck from them directly, they won't charge us to use the track. Um, they want to be a part of this culture. They want to be connected to this. Um, right now, we're at, we have 20 confirmed tracks. We have three that we're hoping to confirm in the next week. Um, and every conversation we have, it gets easier. Track management talks to each other. They get excited about it. Uh, they want to get connected with it. On the region side, um, huge buy-in from uh, of the vast majority of regions. Um, this is an opportunity for them to grow as well. This is an opportunity for them to... We want them to be present at these events as their solo program or as their club race program or their rallycross program or their SECA CARES initiative, communicating to this population um, about what that region does. You know, we, we want to see membership for our regions through this, people who, who get excited about doing things with them. Now, I, I the caveat on that is we've spent the last two weeks working on messaging and look and feel for, for this program, and even the people who are the most emotionally connected to this, we all gravitate back to talking about 
fast cars on track. Um, and, and we we consciously have to pull back to this cultural message. Um, but uh, you know, it's that that's that's going to be a challenge for this program is to to continue to push that identity. It's it, it's going to be something that you know we all have to change our perspective a little bit. And and you know, part, part of the funny thing is some of the the criticism that I've seen of of the program has come mostly from. You know, like the the hardcore race types. Are, well, how come I can't bring my IT car? You know, it's just well because every other weekend out of the year is when you bring your IT car. It isn't like you know we're they, 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 we're creating something that isn't for you. You already have a lot of stuff for you. This is for the guy that isn't you who want, might want to become you. And and maybe you should bring your IT car out there to show people you know what what the next level is. But you know, it just it, it it's hard for people to escape that sort of hardcore mindset at some time, I think. Yeah, and, and, and that's absolutely going to be a, a challenge for this. And I think that your point of um, there's lots of opportunities to get race cars on racetracks is, is very well made. And, and the reality is we want to use this as an opportunity to get folks to the track who've never been to the track before. And people who've never been to the track before don't own race cars. And when you put race cars on a racetrack under any circumstance, the look, the feel, the attitude, the mentality of that racetrack radically changes. And, and we want to make sure that if somebody wants to come out in their four-door family car and, and take some laps and have some fun, that they walk into that environment and say, this is a place for me. Um, if we can create that environment, they'll find their way to those race weekends. They'll find their way to, to being around race cars and connecting to race cars. Uh, but we need this pathway to be as barrier free as possible and, and I feel very strongly that roll cages and open exhaust and numbers on the doors and window nets presents an emotional barrier to getting people on track. So so walk me through your maybe not your your dream event but your your dream event for for the rollout period and let's talk about that guy in the family car. What's what's his experience going to be like the the day of that event? Kind of kind of walk us through some of the some of the high points. Sure. Um, one of my personal weaknesses is that I like to make things too complex. Um, we have several different ways that you can experience this. Uh, we have a, a way to experience this if you've never done it before through our novice program, which is starts out with pace laps. And uh, after your pace laps, you have your novice meeting and then uh, three more 20-minute sessions. Uh, we have a, a novice coach at every event to to do the meetings, the briefing after the pace laps, the briefing after the first session, to be present for counsel and conversations throughout the evening. Um, very facilitated, very handheld experience for folks looking for that. Um, for people who are track savvy, we have a fast pass program where you can do your driver's meeting online. You can print out your tech sheet beforehand and fill it out. You arrive at the event, you sign your waiver, you get the wristband, your next stop is grid, you hand in your tech sheet, and you're on track. Um, for the uh, SCCA savvy, as it were, we have a run-work option, which allows a one 20-minute session uh, and a two-hour work assignment at a $35 price point. This is an opportunity to tap into our flagging communications culture, our solo culture, um, our race support staff culture in general, and give those an opportunity give those folks an opportunity to have a very budget-friendly experience that puts them on track while also allowing them to contribute the skills they have to the success of the event. Um, and then we have an, just an open house policy. Um, we've worked very hard with tracks to be able to get to a point where we can have an open gate and let people come in and walk around. Um, and at 6.30 of all of our, at all of our events, um, and some events will start earlier and have slightly different timelines, but whenever possible, um, at, at 6.30, we'll shut down the high-performance portion of the event for 30 minutes to allow folks that are there uh, to take pace laps. And that can be participants that have brought a friend and want to show a friend the track. That can be someone who's just wandered up and, and wants to see what the track is all about. It can be the people that are there for the car show, but we're, we're very uh, hopeful that that 30-minute period can become uh, a time where the paddock is completely empty. We want everybody that we can possibly get um, seeing what that what that racetrack looks like. Um, so when when you ask me what my vision is for a successful event, I think the, the shortest answer is my vision for a successful event is at 8:05, a um, hundred or so people have big grins on their face and they're all asking 
which restaurant we're going to now um, to go and talk about how much fun they had experiencing this event in whichever way they chose to experience it. Yeah, and, you know, less people get paranoid here and say, well, you can't just put novices on racetracks. And, the, you know, if, if you go to nearly any track in Europe, it, Nürburgring, uh, Hockenheim, Spa, they all have these, you know, wide open public evenings all the time. And and it it very much is is like this sort of community culture you're you're describing where you know after the manufacturers do their testing during the day during the week um, at the, at the Nurburgring about five o'clock the track opens to the public and of course it's a public road it's a little bit different different thing but there's people hanging out at the restaurant there's there's families there that you know come out and and mom and dad take a few laps and the kids go over to the to the to the the swing sets or, or whatever you know it's it's this very sort of it's it's an evening out uh that isn't the bowling alley or you know the the the, the miniature golf it's 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 just an alternative family fun night it just happens to be at a racetrack i do want to underline uh, the we are taking safety SCCA levels of serious with this program, and and we're very uh, want to be very diligent with our novice meetings and instruction. Um, we we will be using uh, every tool available to us to keep these events within the the guidelines that are set forth by the club. Um, but that does not necessarily mean we have to execute those things uh, to coin a phrase as we always have. Um, and we're looking at developing some ways that are more customer friendly and and do assume um, a, a level of understanding through communicating with our participants. Uh, and you know some of this is is going to be a, a different attitude, and uh, I'm excited to present that. yeah, and and you certainly want the safety to be a part of the overall experience and not a barrier to entry. I mean, you, you you, you, you want to use it, use the safety end, I, I guess, as a carrot, not as a stick, basically. You, you don't want to be punishing people out there. You want to be encouraging them to act in a safe manner and, and, and displaying that, well, you know what, if you get the safety part right, the rest of it is, is that much more enjoyable for you. The, the, rest, the rest of it is fun. And I think that that's a word that uh, uh, we've, we've have, we haven't used a lot in, in the club for, for a while. But uh, uh, these experiential programs are made to be, are designed to be fun for the participants and to be fun for the people that put them on. So, so what? Uh, give us, give us some idea of, of uh, your first first few tracks on this. What? Um, where's where's this program sort of starting, and, and how does it kind of flow through the country? We're uh, we're kicking off at Atlanta Motorsports Park on April seventh, um, and then uh, we'll have majority of our staff team there for the kickoff and then we'll send half of them to Palm Beach uh, for April 9th and the other half will go to Thunder Hill which is also on April 9th. We decided to kick things off with a logistical challenge of two different events and two different time zones on the same day. Um, and then we come back the next week in uh, at Pit Race, New Jersey Motorsports Park, uh, MSR Crescent and I'd have to look at my notes. Um, but we have six events there in, the, in those first two weeks of April um, that are really going to be heavily staffed, and we're going to learn as much as we can in the execution of those. And then we can, can kind of consider our regular season to kick off on uh, April 29th at, I believe, Texas Motor Speedway. And we are three, four, five, three to seven events a week. Um, starting April 29th and running through the last week of August. Wow, what uh, what are the prices going to be like? Um, standard retail price is $150 for three 20-minute sessions. Um, the novices get an additional pace lap session, and then of course the the secondary pace lap session is open to everyone. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, run work one session in exchange for a two-hour work assignment is a uh, $35 price point. Uh, we have a $25 discount for uh, active military and SCCA Safe Racer First Gear members, which are our members that are 24 years of age and younger. Um, and we're working on a, a pretty aggressive couponing program that we hope to be rolling out next week uh, that will give folks um, some real opportunities to get great products and great discounts at the same time. And a, and a, 
Oh, and, and, and a big two-page spread in Grassroots Motorsports, which we, we certainly appreciate. And, and I know my mortgage company uh, appreciates very much, too. So, so uh, th- this, is, this has got to be uh, you know, exciting club-wide. What, what, was, what, was the, what was the reaction kind of club-wide when you guys rolled this out? Was this, was this a big hit internally? Yeah, we, we did a, a sneak peek of this at the convention, and we have very little um, web presence. We, we've had a couple of things mentioned in sports car, um, and I'm already starting to get my email inbox filled up with people that are excited about it, that want to be involved in it, that want to be connected with it. Um, our partners have been really uh, wonderful in their response to it, grassroots uh, included in that. Um, Within the office right now, um, I, I think uh, th- this feels a little bit like the, the birth of my son, where uh, we're, we're so in the throes of when is this going to happen, when are we going to do this, that we, we don't really have a, a, an opportunity to celebrate and, and be excited about it. But as soon as we uh, get to the other side of the launch of this, I think there's going to be a, a giant sigh of relief and and uh oh god now we have to actually do it (laughs) yeah well i mean yes infants do turn into toddlers but uh um, and of course this all started um with the endorsement from the fia the uh the support grant from the fia um this was really a a concept that we were very interested in but not committed to doing um, we were developing it. It was it was very much in the think tank, and we had the opportunity to apply for the grant with the FIA. And that process of applying for the grant really kind of solidified where we were with this as an organization. And then uh, when we got the when we won the grant, um, I, I make the joke that that was the point that we decided that we should probably do it. Um, but that endorsement really was a tremendous confidence builder in this building. For this is a direction. Um, that we can go forward with boldly, and and having Tyrac um, echo that belief and and come on as a as a presenting sponsor, the the tagline is driven by Tyrac, um, and then having Grassroots come on as a supporter of the program, um, yeah, that's that's where a lot of the momentum for the excitement of this is coming from right now. Yeah, this this was I mean this was a natural for us. I mean this is this is one of those those programs that. You know, if if we had the resources, we'd we'd try and do do it ourselves. Actually, if we didn't have the resources, we'd try and do it ourselves and fail miserably. And then, you know, <laughs> but luckily somebody with the resources and, and with the manpower is going to do a great job on this. Um, so we're we're super excited. We're we're planning on being at the Palm Beach event, and and we're just we're just excited about the whole thing. Lisa, as a as an executive, now seeing that that this is sort of sort of going to be introducing a whole new a whole new set of the culture to, to motorsport and to the SCCA. That, that's got to be really exciting from, from your end. It, it, it is thrilling. And I told you I had a little bit of a soapbox and, and uh, it, it's, it's really a pretty darn big soapbox. What we've done over the last years in the club is, uh, and, 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 and much of motorsport worldwide and in the United States, as I've talked to my counterparts in, in, uh, in other sanctioning bodies is, is, sh- is shuffle the, shuffle our drivers around to different programs, different classes, different cars. And uh, it became apparent to me that, that we, and, and, and to these other leaders in the sport, that we have to begin growing this base of, of new participants. Um, so so my, my focus here is, is obviously having a wonderful program. And this program is going to feed our current core programs. So you were talking earlier about these guys, the IT driver or the administrator or the race chair or the solo chair. What's this doing for me? This is, these participants are going to be the future for those programs. What we're doing now is we're building that new base of participants. And I believe that all of us as, uh, as participants, as, lover, as lovers of motorsport, all of us that have this passion for what we do in, in our blood, and it's part of who we are, have that responsibility to the future. Uh, and, and, and this program is the first, our first soiree into this, our first bullet out of the gun, so to speak. But uh, um, there's more, by the way, JG, there's more. Any, uh, any hints you can, you, you can drop for us about uh, some upcoming programs? 
actually, um, we have a June date at Thompson uh, Speedway in Connecticut um, for a pilot of our bracket racing, uh, bracket endurance racing concept. Um, so as as we are rolling out track night, um, the next one is already in the hopper and and uh, under development. The the concept is pretty simple. It's uh, a team endurance racing event, um, but instead of legislating the event by how many dollars you can spend or what your performance potential is, uh, we set one class as an open class where whoever goes the fastest, the longest wins, and then we have three classes with in, uh, delta times, and those classes, uh, your objective is to stay as close to your delta as possible. and so. Uh, setting delta times around what an ITR car would run and around what an ITB car would run and a little bit off of what a C car would run. Uh, it allows people to in, be involved in an event uh, where being consistent, being reliable, being quick, um, being able to work as a team gets you to the winner's circle, and you can do that in a $500 car, a $5,000 car, a $50,000 car, um, and those cars can all be balanced uh, by the equation. It's, it's basically taking the principles of, endur of uh, bracket racing from drag racing and uh, applying it to a uh, endurance racing format. So the, the, the big question there for me then would be what's your, what's your licensing standard? Uh, because I, obviously there are some, some, some low buck series out there and, and one thing that, um, you know, they. It's arguable that maybe they've removed too many barriers to entry by making their licensing procedure uh, too simple. But on on the other hand, you know, I, I hear frequently that the the SCCA licensing procedure can be can be kind of a kind of a barrier for some people with with the driver school requirements and 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 some of the, some of those standards. So, are you going to have a a, a more a, a simplified path to to getting licensed for this type of racing? We're actually working off of the existing club racing experience rule set. Um, this has been a, a baby of the board, particularly uh, Dick Petullo, for a couple of years now. Um, that rule set uh, allows a weekend membership. It does not require a licensure, and it has more relaxed uh, safety requirements and uh, experience requirements. Um, it, it is not exactly a uh, absolutely anybody can do it uh, entry point, but it's very, very close. Um, we're not requiring uh, purchasing of a license. If you if we have a 24-hour race and you want to run 24 drivers an hour each and uh, the, uh, the team decides to do that, um, that's the same entry fee as four drivers splitting it. Um, so it, the goal here is to, to make it as accessible as possible and as team-friendly as possible. Um, we are going to use a 13-13 rule. Um, uh, that's part of the CRE uh, rule set. Um, you know, we, and really, this kind of goes back to what, how we're approaching track night, where this is a fun program, and, and it's fun to go out and, and work as a team and race the car, and it's not fun to wad the car up and, and have a bad experience. And we feel strongly that with proper education and messaging and, and having the conversations that we need to have early in the event, um, we have the ability here to execute events that are fun for everyone, with everyone on the same page, with the same mindset, um, that keeps it safe and fun for everyone. Yeah, and and that's a, you know, from traditionally what is what has been, kind of, you know, the SCCA, the uh, position or or, or, or or sort of standard it's nice to see you guys sort of opening up a little bit and realizing that yeah you know we we need to make this stuff more accessible we need to keep safety paramount and 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 the driver experience paramount but um at the same time you know there's there's things are different now than they were 10 years ago you know track time is much more accessible the experience level of a lot of these guys out there uh and and you know you know young people are, are, are more, more able to get on track in general right now than they were 10 years ago. So, so you're, you're, you're actually seeing a sort of savvier, more, more experienced customer base come out to some of this stuff. Um, just because things sort of in general are, are easier, I think. And, you know, it, it's, it's nice to see you guys getting ahead of the curve. Uh, 
Lisa, you, you mentioned sort of working with uh, some of the other sanctioning bodies and some of the other other clubs out there, which which I, I thought was interesting. You know, it, it's Coke has Pepsi, Burger King has McDonald's. You know, it, it I, I think it's 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 nice to acknowledge that there are these other sanctioning bodies out there, and you. you probably ultimately are going to get further by by having good relations with them than than having having bad relations i mean if the market is strong then the individual players in the market i think i think will be strong but at the same time you know you, you need to differentiate yourself a little bit too so wh- where where do you see the scca sort of fitting in the in the you know the the panoply of various sort of sanctioning bodies and, and mark clubs out there what what are you guys trying to do to 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 set yourself apart from NASA and the and the Mark clubs and 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 IMSA as far as member experience goes. We have uh, uh, we have seventy years of experience that sets us apart, JG. There there is nobody else out there that has the uh, the history, the knowledge, the background, the. Uh, uh, the, the, the breadth of, of passion about motorsports that we do. None of these other clubs, the amateur clubs, uh, have 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 that have that in their pocket. Uh, what they what they do have is is uh, is is an experience that speaks to their particular membership. And I do, I like you. I do believe that a rising tide carries all ships, and that uh, we're no longer we are no longer a single gateway in the motorsports, and that has to be recognized. So, um, I I I I called a, a meeting of some of those amateur motorsport groups, uh, the heads of those 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 clubs last year, and and we sat around the table and we talked about uh, uh, NASA and SECA, Porsche, BMW. Uh, chump. Uh, uh, we we sat around uh, Paul Fanner's conference room table in in uh, in California and talked about what kinds of things that we can do to improve the sport. Uh, that uh, all all of us recognize that we have our that our, we have our niches and uh, uh, but 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 there are things that we can do together to improve the sport and and a little bit of that uh, that that soapbox again. The, uh, our responsibility for, for growing for growing the sport in general benefits all of us. Yeah, and and that you know, to, as a as a competitor, as a member, um, that just to hear you, you saying that excites me so much to know that you know this this thing that I enjoy doing has has got a real future because of the people in, involved and everything. Um, cool. So we we've got to start wrapping things up here a little bit. I know you guys have a a, a, a massive track night program to go out and implement. Um, and I, I, I certainly, am, while I'm excited about, uh, about the program, I, I do not envy the next few weeks of, of your lives getting this thing off the ground. And, and I know it's going to be, be rewarding, but I know there's going to be a lot of, a lot of late nights and a lot of, a lot of phone bills and, and a lot of excitement, uh, just to get the logistics done the next few weeks. So what, uh, what did I, what did I miss today that you guys need to need to get out there to everybody while you have the forum here? Other, other than then look out for what's coming next. Uh, hey, we're just a tease on one program, but uh, uh, we're not done. We're not. We're not uh, um, uh, track night. Track night is not a, is not a, is not a single program that we're looking at for the future here. Nor is the endurance. Uh, but but uh, uh, we will be we will be looking for innovative ways to grow our core programs of racing and autocross. And uh, uh, Hayward, just just one plug. Um, as I mentioned, we're launching uh, tracknightinamerica.com today. Uh, on that site, under contact, there's a tab that says become a champion, and we're looking for folks that want to champion this cause, and, and we, we promise to shower them with swag, and uh, when VIP opportunities become available, they're the first folks in line, but we're, we're actively looking for members of the motorsports community um, that can help get their uh, car clubs in their area involved and, and reach out to local businesses to get them involved um, and, and really champion this cause. And, and the, the success that we have um, with this program will be determined by the, the passion, charisma, enthusiasm of that group. Um, and two out of three ain't bad there. We'll take what we can get. <laughs> but uh, for, your, for your listeners and readers, if, uh, if there's folks out there that are excited about this and, and want to be involved in a big way, 
um, contact us and, and let's see what we can work out. So, and I know you, you just bought a new autocross car. Are you even going to get to drive that thing this year? Um, actually, my most recent vehicle purchase is a uh, 2006 uh, Honda Odyssey. I'm pretty pretty excited <laughs> about that. I've already been on the tire rack picking out wheels and tires for it. Um, right. I'm not going to say that the genius of this program is that uh, Reese and I uh, potentially don't have to be at events on the weekends, and we can take our autocross car out and play with it from time to time. Um, but I would not classify uh, putting on a helmet as a priority in my life right now, <laughs> or, or even a possibility. I think for the next couple of months. But I, I you know, we're, we're glad you're out there doing it. It's a it's a cool program. You know, when you first uh, talked to me about it, uh, nationals last year, you know, it it just the the whole thing just sounded kind of genius and, and especially you know talking about it in that sort of highly social atmosphere of, of the solo nationals where it's like oh you know what if we could take this beach party and give it to more people um you know it, it just seemed like 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 a very sort of natural idea and, and it's something that we're definitely excited about because it, it's it's very much in in our wheelhouse so we we appreciate you guys uh moving forward with it so all right guys uh i think i will go ahead and uh, and sign us off then thank you very much both for uh for being here i'm gonna i'll stop recording here in a moment and um we'll make sure we got all of our files so so hold on with me uh, through that but uh lisa noble and hayward wagner thanks uh thanks for being along this week thanks a lot it was a blast and, and track night in america will be a blast i look forward to seeing you at an event All right, there you go. Lisa Noble, Hayward Wagner, SCCA. Hope uh, hope you learned something. I always hope you, you take something away from uh, the hour or so or 45 minutes of time you spend with us. Um, once again, thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Hope to see a lot of you guys at a track night in America or uh, some other SCCA function or, for that matter, a NASA function or a BMW CCA function or a Portrait Club of America function or an independent sports car club function. The, the whole point... The, you know, the, the SCCA exists as an entity, but ultimately their mission is to to improve the situation for people who want to do stuff with cool cars in America. And and, you know, yes, they they want to do that with for their own membership. But if they can help, right, you know, raise raise the the. Uh, the bar for the whole thing. I, I, I think that's, that's a, that's a, a, a fine goal as well. So uh, once again, grassrootsmotorsports.com slash discount, classicmotorsports.com slash discount, 20% discount off of a new or renewal subscription to one of our print magazines. Thank you once again for joining us here for the podcast. I am JG Pastorjack. You are the listeners. Uh, once again, we will see you uh, semi by semi bi weekly, I believe is our official publishing schedule for the podcast here so thanks for thanks for following along with uh, a, a thing that we kind of do on the side here which makes it tough to do on a consistent basis but darn you know darn we, we, we try our best uh thanks very much see you guys next time